Welcome to Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Phil, if you don't mind, what I thought I'd like to do, just for a couple of minutes, following on from uh, that great talk uh, of our last show of Warren Bevins. Of Who? The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, Warren. Yeah. He's, he's not going to listen to it. Now he's been on it. He's, he reckons that's once is enough. No. Anyway, following on his great uh, talk about the tour of the MCG, I uh, we didn't have time to mention it last week, but I thought um, I might self-indulge and just talk about what was one of my great cricketing experiences of my first time playing on the MCG. And it goes back a long, long time, as you can imagine. Um, uh, and it was the, my first time on the MCG was, um, believe it or not, December five, six, seven, and eight. Wow. Almost uh, December nineteen seventy-five. 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 Oh, now, you're older than I think, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> now, getting ahead of the story, which is yep. typical of me, we finished up winning the game, which I'll mention how in a minute was pretty sensational. And one of the other things that was unbelievably sensational was that. Probably the most excited person in the SA camp after we'd won the game was Captain Ian Chappell. And I didn't really... made a hundred. Well, funnily enough, and this is amazing, would you believe that in the first innings he made nine? Wow. And in the second innings he made six. Now, for the rest of that entire year, which is the year we won the Shield... Yep. I think he won the game for South Australia on his own bat just about <laughs> the whole time. But given that he has a, a batting failure twice, he was so excited. And it wasn't until we are on the plane on the way home that he actually told us that it was the first time that he had ever played for South Australia in a winning team on the MCG. And he was like a child with a new toy. Unreal. Even though he personally hadn't succeeded, he was so chuffed. Um, oh, it's good it was, it was the first time um, that win was the first, probably the last probably one. Probably, I was just going to say, I don't reckon they've won there since. <laughs> it's probably. It, they haven't even had a win since. <laughs> well, they're up to 18 now. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, the, um, it was the first time SA had beaten Victoria <laughs> on the MCG since 1961-62 wow. season. So we uh, we don't have a great deal of success rate, the old... Well, it's South not Australian getting team. any better either. No, but anyway, <laughs> what was really interesting about the game was that uh, SA, we batted first and we declared it uh, five for 279. Uh, and then the Vicks made seven for 275 and they declared as well. And in those days, that was sort of the style because... Uh, after a certain number of overs, the bonus points ran out. And if you wanted to get a result in four days, and that was a, a reasonably common event. Yep. The second dig, we only made 176. Uh, and at the, get, again, getting to the end of the story, the Vicks finished up making 174. Um, now, we were gone for all money. At T on the last day, Victoria had to get 13 runs with three wickets in hand. And Wayne Pryor came on and first ball after tea, he uh, knocked over Ray Bright, LBW, and then bowled Baker. Uh, and in the end, we finished up winning the game. It was very exciting. And um, I uh, see the second innings here. I see a naught by your name. Is that, was that a, just a naught? Was there a figure in front? 
That is not fair. It's <laughs> I made ten in the second ten. innings. Yeah, yeah, cool. I did. Jake Lehman. I took a few. <laughs> took a couple of catches. What? Oh yeah, how'd you go catching? Well, any I, catches in the second innings? I actually caught four of them. Redpath, Hibbert, Baldry, and Yallop. Oh, a couple of big names there. Yeah, so there you go. Know. So anyway, that, what a contrast that is to the Redbacks' fantastic performance. What about the in first Perth? innings, Rick? Quickly tell me what you made in the first innings. I got fifty-one. Well, there you go, 51. <laughs> so, 51 more than I've made for South Australia. Well, that's probably true. Yeah, but. it is true, definitely true. <laughs> so what a contrast to, to sort of yeah. come from nowhere to win, whereas uh, yet again the Redbacks uh, basically in Perth the other day snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> Honest. Hang on, that's around the wrong way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, it, it's not going in the right direction. No, but they're very, very good at losing. Well... The thing that amazes me is, given that they have, their form for the last 18 games now has not been all that flash, they were in the box seat. And I, it, it, it sounds like I'm going to, you know, go overboard with knocking them, but I cannot believe what really happened because I was actually watching the game because the test match had finished and I, I turned on the uh, live... Uh, yep. That I couldn't get. That's right. Your technical skills. Yeah. We, must, we must try and fix yeah, those up yeah. sooner or later. But um, what happened, which was just quite incredible, is that, uh, and bearing in mind, I suppose, you've got to take into consideration that Western Australia declared at eight down for 492 in the first, and we replied with a 353, of which Alex Carey made 143 of them. yep. The second innings, basically to give them the chance of winning, WA declared again, six for 205. So they actually only lost 14 wickets for the whole game. So we couldn't bowl them out. There's another... Yeah. But anyway, so that, that left South Australia to get 345 yep. to win the game in the last dig. Now, they got away to a shocking start when Henry Hunt was out for a globe, and so they were one for one. But then... Um, Ferguson and Weatherall got together and uh, had a partnership of 130 uh, before Weatherall got out. Now, what happened then? Carey, you know, you can't criticise him, 143 in the first yep. dig. He got 13 only in the second. But then Fergie was joined by Tom Cooper and they were cruising. Now, I watched it and they'd got to a point where the, the run oh, rate per was over was quite gettable uh, they were basically only three wickets down, and Fergie played a bit of a, a you know, trying to chase yep. run shot. But I would not criticise him for that because at that time, uh, just to keep the run rate where they wanted it. And anyway, when he got out for 123, and this is what amazes me, when he got out for 123, South Australia were four for 255, 90 runs only to get. Six wickets in hand. Now, Tom Cooper's played a lot of cricket and far, made more, far more runs than I ever made playing first-class cricket, but it's not as though he's young and inexperienced. If he couldn't think of it himself, acting coach, Greg Blewett... Oh, Greg. ...or somebody... Yep. Well, Jamie's taken a rest. Yep. Um, for an unprescribed number of rest period times and games 
think it might have something to do with it. We hadn't won one for 17, but that's a bit unfair. We don't really know. Anyway, uh, Jamie Siddons is uh, on indefinite leave. Anyway, and Greg Blewett has taken over. Right, Fergie's out at 90 to win, six wickets in hand. Now, what I would have thought, and the way we certainly were coached to, is that the the not only the informed player, but the most experienced player, the message, if he didn't understand it himself, should have been, Bring it home. I will still yep. be here at the end of the game. Exactly right. Bring it home. You know, because after that, you had Nielsen, who's only played a few games, Scott, who was playing his first game, then the bowlers, right? So all really called Occupy the Crease. But, however... Cooper, nine runs later, plays possibly one of the worst shots I've ever seen and gets out for 47. Nielsen comes in, playing as a batsman because Carey's wicket-keeping. He's played a diabolical shot as well. He's out for a globe as well. And all of a sudden, we've lost uh, two wickets in the space of six or seven runs. And going without going through the whole thing, the only bloke now Zampa actually does hit the ball quite well. In yeah. fact, he I, he his batting average oh. <laughs> is nearly as good as his bowling <laughs> average. Um, but anyway, so we've achieved the impossible. Ninety to win, four wickets down, six wickets in hand. We're all out. Lose the six wickets for fifty-three. Good night, nurse. <laughs> Western Australia win again. Now that is just ridiculous. And, I mean, my basic criticism is that it's a team game and there was no attempt to play team cricket because the batters threw their wickets away. So <laughs> have we not got a better batsman? That, I see Newest and he failed in both digs. We've got no better batsman in South Australia than him that we've got to play a sec, like a second wicketkeeper as a batsman. Well, it's interesting you say that because... In district cricket, which seems as though they, it doesn't matter what you do, you don't get a gig because unless mm. you've got a contract or yep. something. Now, there's a guy called Bazisto who's come over from Western Australia. He lost his contract with Western Australia after seven years. Yep. Now, he is making 100 after 100 for Adelaide University. And give him a run. Well, you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? I, I mean, mean we know that comp's not as good as it was, that's but... Right. You know, you've got to start somewhere, don't you? Well, you'd have thought so. They gave the young fella... How'd he go? The young fella they brought in. Scott. Well, yeah, Scott. Uh, well, or as, as, much good, as, as good as Jake Lehman? <clears throat> well, he was a bit unlucky because um, although uh, Kerry batted so beautifully in the first innings, for some peculiar reason, which I don't understand, he had a bit of a brain fade just before I think it was... I don't know, afternoon tea or whatever, mm. hit a ball into the covers that you and I wouldn't have got crossed. And he ran he ran um, Scott out for two in the first innings. Oh, so, oh Sorry, that was in... Uh, no, sorry, he ran him out for... What am I doing here? Got to find my little statistics. No, that's all right. Um, but anyway, I he ran him out for not many in the first yeah, innings. Yeah, it was single figure. Yeah, I remember, and then he, he got a reasonably good ball to get out for two in the second. Yep. So you can't really yep. judge him yet. At least they did give him a game, uh, and the last thing you'd like to do in your first innings in a 
in a first-class game is get run out when it was your captain. When, you, <laughs> when it wasn't your fault. He didn't get run out. He got run out by about the length of the straight. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was okay. not a good call. Oh, that's bad luck for him, I mean, but, young fellow in his first game. But I, I don't... Re the two people, I believe, who are really... I don't... Uh, n nothing against Ferguson. Shot, I've said it once already. But particularly Cooper's and Nielsen's shots when you've only got 90 to win... And it wasn't as though they were up to a run rate of 12 and over. You know, it was very comfortable. And to throw it away, given that if there's not an incentive to win a game of cricket when you're in that position after 17, you know, I ask what it, what is. When are they going to... How are they going to turn it around? I mean, they don't know how to win now, do they? they well, basically. And, and interesting, the commentators were saying that. They've forgotten how to win. And I do think that in all sports that can happen. Mm. Um and I would have thought that even though six wickets, 90 runs were quiet, deep down in the back of many people's minds in that side would have been, well, you know, can we do we, it? When we've we're... lost from here before. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, they achieved that with success. But oh, right. I, to be honest, I think the only way, which is probably not Saka's way, yep. is the absolute broom. You've got yeah, to you've clean. Got to sweep it, sweep yeah, it clean. Yeah. I'll be a little bit surprised if Siddons comes back. Yeah. Um, but who's his other side kick? I know you got Blewett. Well, you, well, Blewett's the acting coach, yep, yep. but you've got Nielsen as high performance manager. Okay. Now, in my opinion, they've got to sweep the room clear, not half clear. And let's just assume and speculate for a moment that that uh, Siddons doesn't come back. Mm -hmm. There's a review at the end of the yep. season. Unfortunately, there's only one more game now before. Christmas and then yeah, the, the we'll second the second shield competition starts again in mid February or something <laughs> and no one can remember who's played who or what. But the we know where South Australia be. Well, we do near no. the bottom. Well, They're not bottom as we speak. Oh, Philip, you are. Right, I'm all over that. You are all over. Oh, it. I would say Victoria would be bottom. They were. They are. They are. I doubt whether they will be at the end of no, the nine around. I know you'll be bottom. But, um, to be honest uh, and fair. Both sides haven't won a game this season. The and Vicks, they won the Shield, didn't they? They won the last two yep. Shields. There but they are actually only 0.9 um, ahead of South Australia. Uh, so behind. behind the, yeah. yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the Vicks are on, yep. uh, let me mean. say, uh, they're on 9.47 and SA are on 9.53. So uh, given that you can only... There's no points for first innings win in, this, in the the way the scoring system is for the last couple of years. So unless you win outright, you know, you only pick up sort of bonusy yep. type points. So um, given that where they are, uh, third is Tasmania with 14.15. Now, five doesn't sound a great deal, but five is quite a gap if you can't pick up an outright win yep. or around the place. So, so South Australia will be looking for a couple outrights in the new year. They certainly will be. <laughs> <laughs> or just a win. Well, that's right. But, you know, at the top of the table, I mean, New South Wales are... And New South Wales amazing. They're on 32. Second at the moment is Queensland on 24. Now, New South Wales basically play with their second 11 every game. Yeah, because right. most They're of them are in the Australian test side. side. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess there's a population and all that, but nevertheless. So, Very interesting stuff there, Rick. Oh. We wanted to get to that last week, but we didn't have a chance because yeah. um, Warren, I went, let's, we earned him up. That was it. it well, it was, um, hey? well there was, you did well to we'll stop him. We'll have to him. get him back. I think we should. Yeah. yeah, I think we should. Now, they tell me you've been doing a bit of footy research. Well, 
a little bit of stuff's come up just over the last week or so. Daniel Menzel back at Centrals, ex yes. obviously Geelong, 73 games there and seven for Sydney last year. And while you're on Centrals, a bit of breaking news. Breaking news. They have a new physiotherapist, the one and only Jamie Phillips. Really? Yep. My physio is taken on the role. And he said, I don't know, actually, I saw him the other day. He said, I don't quite know what they're doing, but they've got about 17 on their injury list. <laughs> <laughs> so Fair enough. Sounds like he's got his work cut out for a while. Well, he's going to be a handy pickup, though. Um, so, lucky enough to see him play here this year. And he played quite well for right. Sydney against Port. And uh, But everybody was that night. So. <laughs> um, Tyson Goldsack, ex-Collingwood, 165 games for Collingwood. I know. Port Maggies. Well, and I on our coaching... Yes, well, I reckon, I reckon they might have picked him up uh, and with the just, well, possibility that they might do uh, a Sutcliffe and pick him up in the middle. Well, I hope he's better than Sutcliffe was last well, year. Well, I know, but it was worth a try. No, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. Anyway, but, at least uh, he knows what black and white yeah, looks like. Yeah, he knows what colour. Yeah. yeah, black and white. Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, he the, could be a handy pickup. I the, think he's going to be... The biggest know. problem he's got, though, is he only ever played at the MCG, didn't he? <laughs> oh, Did he yeah. Ever, yeah. I wonder what it's like getting out of Melbourne. <laughs> Quickly, Rick, have you got a joke? A very quick joke. Yep. Oh, we should have done it while we're talking cricket, but oh, anyway. okay, that's all right. Uh, the umpire says to the young lad, uh, are you bowling over the wicket or around the wicket, son? He looked at him and he said... My dad told me to bowl at the bloody wicket. <laughs> oh, around, I'm bowling at it. Fair enough. Um, look, we're just about out of time, Rick, we because we've uh, covered a lot of we, the cricket uh, of your career, your <laughs> great career that you had. Um, quickly, I see Stuart O'Grady. Oh. What's your quick thoughts on that? Taking over the tour down under this, oh, well, next year, because we've got one more year of Turner. Well, but, uh, words fail me, but I've heard a rumour. What would that have been? Well, Rick? I've heard that they actually offered the job to Lance Armstrong. Oh, oh no, it is a blast from the <laughs> but past. He, but he wanted too much. And so what, too much drugs? Or? <laughs> O'Grady was second choice. Oh, really? Have they still got Lance Armstrong's plaque up on the, in the park? In the park? I believe so. Wow. I Good believe so. He was great for South Australian oh, sport. Yeah, wasn't it only cost us a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Went to a good cause. <laughs> no need to be like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, so have you got any more breaking no, news? No, that's about it for this week. Yeah, so We've got to find out Gawler South's coach. I think that could be up to you. You'd umpire them in the cricket oh. a bit. So we'll keep oh, our ear to the ground we there. We will indeed. They're we the only indeed. one that we haven't heard from. Yeah, so is um, true. We'll, all right, well, I think we've run out of time, so until next week, this is Rick. This is Phil.